Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to welcome you all out to a special video. I'm excited about this because today officially launches my ninth book, uh, Facts Over Feelings, How to Go from Feeling to Fulfilling. So I'm excited um, to get you guys uh, uh, um, um, an opportunity to get this copy. It's been um, about a month and a half in the works. Um, it's been something that's been in my spirit for a while, but I'm excited uh, about today. The day launches, and I want to make sure I, I, I communicate this first with my YouTube, Facebook, and all my viewing audience and those who listen so that you guys can be the first to get your copy uh, of my book, Facts Over Feelings. It's, it's, it is an amazing book. I really believe it's going to bless a lot of people. Let me make sure I show you the book. Here's the book right here, Facts Over Feelings. A lot of kids have been holding my book today. You know how to show the babies first. How to show the kids as, for, as far as inspiration. But here's the book, Facts Over over feelings, how to go from feeling to fulfilling. Here's the side cover and here's the back cover. This book has a lot of great resources. It's basically a, a, a journal that's going to give you an opportunity to really process your feelings. I have a lot of chapters in here, um, articles in here uh, um, um, that really helps you really process the temperature of your feelings, the traps of certain feelings, the time frame of which you should process your feelings. A lot of great resources in the book, so I'm excited um, to, to be getting this officially out to you all. It, it just has a lot of great stuff in it. It's time to go from filling to fulfilling. So we got chapters in there. This book sparked from this Bible verse right here, Proverbs 29, 11. It says, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man or woman quietly holds it back. Remember, like I said in many videos, I talked about how a lot of my book ideas come from just my time in, in, in the word of God and how one verse can produce a book like this. And we talk about in this book certain feelings that I've gone through, as well as we talk about mindset, what kind of mindset do you have and how that uh, connects with feelings. And so this is a great book. I can't wait uh, for you guys to get an opportunity to have it. I have uh, scriptures in here. And I have to talk about vent, feel, and facts, um, how to vent. I talk about how to properly vent and process your emotions. And then, of course, I'm not going to give you a book without verses. So we have verses in the book um, of all the top 25 or so feelings. We got joy. We got love, anger, sadness, gratefulness, guilt, shame, condemnation, happiness, fear, all the way down to forgiveness. A lot of great verses to help you process when you're in uh, in a matched versing uh, uh, certain things that may be triggering emotion. I also talk about triggers in this book. So I'm excited. Also inside this book is an opportunity for you to vent. A lot of these pages for you to vent as well as process your feelings. So we have a lot of pages for you to process the temperature of your feelings, uh, talk about what triggered your feelings. And it's a great resource as well. Also in this book, I have a pros and cons page with red flags. So this will help you process the pros and cons of what it is that you're facing, helping you to process to find the facts. And also at the bottom is an opportunity for you to color the red flags that you see in life. So this book right here is now available on Amazon. Um, you can go ahead and get your copies now on Amazon. The links are in the description box below. I'm also going to open this uh, uh, just briefly, an opportunity for you all to ask questions about feelings, ask questions about emotions, and how to find the facts. So for the next few days, a few weeks, you're going to be seeing a lot of information that I'm going to be sharing with you all, helping you process 
your feeling. Now, I talked briefly about the importance of going from feeling to fulfilling. Let me make sure I show the graphic first for those who are joining me now. Here's the book, Facts Over Feelings, available now on Amazon. Man, it's, a, it's an amazing uh, book. My wife and I really made sure that we gave you guys a resource that will really make sure that you process your feelings so that you can get back to feeling. Let's talk about that real quickly. God didn't create us just to have feelings. There's nothing wrong with having feelings. The problem is when feelings have us. The goal in life is to ensure that we stay focused. I talk about eternal goals and how eternal goals ensures internal and external stabilization. That when I have, when my eternity is secure and my hope and joy is to please God and to fulfill my purpose, right? Then no matter what I face in life, I will funnel it or allow it to fuel me to get to a place of fulfillment. I talked about in this book that there is a place in this world that you were created to feel. There's a place in this world where there is a hole that God put you here to feel. The goal in life is to be full, to feel. We inside of us right now through the Holy Spirit have the capacity to feel an area of life, to fulfill our purpose. A lot of people are filling roles, but don't have the full capacity to fill them. A lot of people are trying to fill the role of a husband, fill the role of a wife, fill the role of a parent, fill the role as an entrepreneur, a minister, whatever it is, but they're not full enough of the intangible fruits of the spirit that will enable them to fulfill to the full capacity, whatever it is they find their footing. So the goal in life is not to allow the enemy to utilize our emotions, to utilize our feelings to rob us from fulfilling our purpose. How many people right now are allowing old feelings to keep them from fulfilling their role properly as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as a student, as an entrepreneur, whatever it is? God gave us the mind of Christ and the spirit of God to help us to process right? To process things in real time. How many people have wasted time harboring certain feelings, keeping them from being who they need to be? The goal in life is to fulfill our purpose, not to be filled with feelings that keep us from doing so. So this book is going to really help you better understand um, feelings and how to process them. We talk about the importance of taking five, 15, 50 minutes, five days or so to process your feelings. We talk about um, the certain, what type of questions to ask your feelings to make sure that you really feel what you're really feeling. Because a lot of people, they're, they're feeling a certain type of way because they never dealt with what came up their way in a form of abuse, abandonment, etc. We also talk about um, processing the consequences. What are the consequences of me feeling this feeling too long? And last but not least, we talk about the importance of, of, of taking a step out of those feelings and getting in. So, of course, I have an acronym FACTS. I have a lot of points that's going to help you find the facts behind your feelings. But the scripture that I want to talk about briefly, I'm going to answer a couple of questions and get out you guys' way. And I'll be doing some more videos on this as well. But the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 11, it says, a fool. A foolish person uh, gives full vent, full vent to his or her spirit, but a wise person quietly holds it back. Let's break that down. 
A fool is a person that gives their soul, their spirit, man, full vent. What I mean by that, they just don't have no control. They, they give their spirit full vent, not necessarily to volts, but to vultures. They give themselves full vent to the point to where they allow their anger to go from the basic levels of anger into sin. The Bible says be angry, but sin not. Uh, you can also uh, supplement other basic emotions in there, or basic feelings in there, and begin to process um, that it's okay to be sad, but it's, it's not good to sin with that sadness. But a foolish person says, I have the right. I am validated in giving my soul full vent. And when you give your soul vent to a vulture, all they're going to do is, is eat the carcasses of your of your of your mindset, the carcasses of your feelings, and then go feed that to other vultures. The goal in life is to quietly hold our feelings back, to go to a private place with resources like this and really process our feelings so we don't end up looking foolish. So I hope um, this brief seven, eight minutes or so uh, um, helped you to a degree to at least get you uh, um, curious and in a place where you uh, maximize this opportunity in regards to this book, Facts overfilling. So I'm excited to share this with you all today. For those who's watching later or listening later, the links are in the description box below. I'm going to answer these couple of questions and I'm going to go to Instagram. But once again, the book Facts Over Feelings is officially out. How to go from feeling to fulfilling. Great book here. Of course, you see the graphic. It's a, a magnifying glass with a heart in it. T-shirts will be coming out soon, but it's important to put a magnifying glass over our heart to really see why are we feeling the way we are feeling. So let's talk to some people that's here. Chris, uh, Miss Rogers says, good evening. Good evening to you too. Guys, girl, congratulations. Thank you so much. Book number nine. Book number nine, man. I'm excited about it. Officially getting out to you all. Sister, what's going on, sis? Great work, Josh. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Miss Reynolds says, not necessarily related, but what does it mean to have oil like the wise virgins? Well, basically, oil represents anointing. Sometimes oil represents the basic in this metaphor here. Oil represents uh, a fuel or you can also correlate it to faith. See, what happened was the five unwise virgins, these individuals, these ladies, they, they, the unwise ones didn't have enough oil in their lamp. They either wasted their oil in wrong situations, wasted their oil in bad uh, relationships, wasted their oil in relationships. And anytime you waste your oil and burn it unnecessarily, then when it's time to utilize the oil for eternal, utilize the oil for something greater to follow God, then all of a sudden your, your oil, your light is out. Many people lights are going dim or their lights are not as bright is because they have are giving their oil. They're giving their anointing. They're giving their energy. They're giving their time to things that was never meant for them to um, to manage. And so what happens when an individual does that about time is time to really follow God all the way through. You have no oil in their lamps. Right. But the wise virgins were good stewards of their oil. They were good stewards of their emotions, good stewards over their feelings good steward over their thoughts. They were good stewards of their energy, their time, their thoughts, their words. So that when it's time to do what they had to do, they still had enough faith. A lot of people are allowing different vultures, a lot of leeches to take uh, their time and energy, keeping them from burning or having enough oil to satisfy. 
So you have to ask yourself, what are you doing with your oil? What are you doing with your time, your anointing, your energy, your 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 thoughts, your words? Is it keeping you from being a, a, a person that will follow Christ uh, when it's time? Hope that help. Marina says, how to not be sad over past situationships getting married? Great question. You're going to have a lot of people in your past, quote unquote, looking successful. The goal in life or what we should understand about life is that we shouldn't compare our lives. The moment you compare your lives is the moment uh, um, uh, that you become a uh, 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 a copy and out of original, or you begin to do things just for the sake of trying to prove to them, right? So you cannot compare yourself. They say comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. So you have to ask yourself why you sad and have and have you taken the time to really process your feelings. Number one, what you should do is get on right down on a sheet of paper why those situationships had to sink. What are the five to 10 reasons why those situationships had to sink? This part of this book right here, you can utilize this pros and cons list. What were the pros of the relationship? What were the cons relationship? What can you learn from the relationship? And what were the red flags? So that you can have a visual um, <clears throat> reminder that lets you know, hey, this is why this had to end. Number two, you have to realize just because somebody else is blessed, we don't know if that was really stress. Not if the Bible says <clears throat> the blessings of the Lord has no sorrow. Instagram pictures give a fake image of what's really going on. A lot of people look at relationships and they look at how beautiful the wedding was, how beautiful her makeup was, how beautiful her her uh, her uh, uh, dress was, how handsome the young man was, and all the smiles that surrounded them. Right? We look at the pictures, but we're not able to see the full pages of their life. So, number one, you have to realize what were the reasons why those situationships had to sink. Number two, you have to realize that not everybody who looks happy is happy. And number three, you have to be happy for them, knowing that your time is coming. If you sit down, continue to be sad over something that was bad, then you won't be able to be glad in the day with your dad, who was God, who would then show you how to be that wife, how to be that husband, so that you will be able to uh, 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 be an equal whole to someone else. So how to not be sad, number one, write down why I had to end. The facts, the facts. What were the facts? The facts helps uh, uh, cause, causes your feelings not to flood. Number two, you have to begin to realize, understand that not everyone who looks happy is happy. And number three, you have to be happy for them knowing that your day will happen for you as well. Hope they help. Jaretta, hey, 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 hope you're well. Georgia Davis says, how do I stop letting my feelings get the best of me and put myself first through God? Great question. Um, you have to understand that feelings are just indicators of a present mood. They are just uh, uh, responses to a trigger, right? So you have to go to the triggers first. What triggered you? Who triggered you? Why? And number two, you have to ask yourself, why, what, what is causing you to treasure that trigger? Because if something triggers you, that means you treasure it to some degree, that it has some level of impact to you, that it determines some level of your identity, right? And so when you begin to uh, uh, name your triggers and then ask yourself why I treasure these triggers or why am I giving them more uh, power than I should, right? Then you're going to begin to start processing, hey, I can't allow these feelings to flood in my life because if I do, it will cause everything precious to me to drown. 
And then somebody else got to swim in my waters to find my treasure. Right. So you don't want to get to a place where you allow your feelings to flood, that it drowns your wife, it drowns your future husband, drowns your future wife, drown your future children, drown your ministry, drown your business because you allowed it uh, um, to, to, to be risen. Right. So how do you stop letting your feelings get the best of you? You got to realize you have to have a goal to be your best self. You have to see your best, the best version of yourself, the person that God has designed you to be. When you begin to see your best self and begin to realize that these feelings will never cause me to be my better me, then you will begin, once you make sense of them and find the facts of them, then you will begin to say, okay, now that I've found the facts of these feelings and I've neutralized them, now I got to begin to prioritize my life. The second part of the question is, and put myself first through God. You have to realize you're no good to anyone if you're no good to yourself. You're no good to anyone unless you're good to yourself. It is anyone who gets offended when you put them before them, when you put yourself before them, those people don't deserve to be with you. There are going to be moments where you're going to look out for other people, that you're going to sacrifice someone else, but it shouldn't be a continuous sacrifice without some reciprocity. So you have to put yourself first because if you don't, you will be in a hearse. So I hope that helped. Time for two more. I got to go. Lilo 27 says, how do I live a full life? Great question. How do I live a full life? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Bible says in his presence, there's a fullness of joy. Joy, like I talked about in my book, is the highest frequency of feeling. Joy is the highest frequency of feeling. Joy is the highest frequency. The lowest frequency type of feelings are your, your depression, grief, stuff like that. High level of frequency of feelings, top of that is joy. The joy of the Lord must be your strength. The joy of the Lord, your joy should be in the presence of God where there becomes a fullness, right? So you live a full life by having a heart of gratitude, a heart of appreciation, right? To live full means to say, hey, I have the right perspectives in my life. The Bible says, count it all joy. Not some joy, not a little joy. It says, count it all joy, knowing this. So, it, so the goal of life is not to aim to live a full life when your life is full. The goal in life is to live your to live your life full, even if if it doesn't feel full or fun. But it all boils down to perspective, how you see a thing. The Bible says, count it all joy, spiritual mathematics, being able to see a tough situation optimistically. Being able to see a, a temporary situation eternally, right? And so when you go through life, I want you to take some time to say, okay, where, what parts of my life do I feel empty? Have I made God the joy of that area? What I mean by this, do I know why this thing is here? The Bible says, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, not in the middle of the trial to try to find joy. The goal in life is to where when you even meet the trial, you count it all joy. Knowing what? That the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. So when you have the perspective that you know, hey, various trials are going to come, right? The joy of the Lord is my strength. I know that my faith must be tested in order for me to fulfill, to fully fulfill what it is I need to do. Now, 
The goal in life is to see yourself whole. The Bible says so that you can be whole, complete, and lacking in nothing. When you begin to see the importance of you being whole, full, lacking nothing, you will see your desperate need to be in the presence of God. And when you're in the presence of God regularly and you acknowledge God in all your ways and your heart begins to grow and fully trust in him, then when you find yourself feeling any kind of way, you will feel the fullness of God because your perspective and your mind has been renewed. The Bible says, do not conform to this world. The conformity of the world says that fullness is based upon how much money you have. Their fullness is based upon how many people can admire you. Mario, the fullness of life is based upon all these carnal things. But those who are transformed by the renewal of their mind, the different areas that have been ruining them mentally through thought patterns have now become renewed and you begin to see life clearly. You begin to see the important, you begin to see marriage the right way, manhood the right way, womanhood the right way, right? And you do that by understanding what the word of God says about it. And then secondly, the word of God says, um, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day that I walk out of my house, I say it inside of myself or when I'm alone officially in my morning. I say, Lord, thank you for this day that you made distinct, distinctively for me. I will rejoice and be glad in it. When you enter into your day with gladness and full of joy and full of anticipation and full of optimism, <clears throat> then no matter what schism comes your way, you know for a fact, hey, God made this day. And if God made this day, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it and live full in it. I hope that help. Thank you all again for watching, man. I'm going to go get on Instagram for a little bit, talk to them. But I'm going to do some live Q&As. I'm going to talk a lot more about feelings. I got some videos that I'm going to do. Make sure you check out my latest book that just came out today. How? Oh, not how. Facts over feelings. How? to go from feeling to fulfilling. Man, I'm excited about this book, man. I can't wait till it's in your hands and it's blessing you all. So make sure you check it out, Facts Over Feelings, brand new book. Um, a lot of articles in there uh, and a lot of pages for you to vent and to process your feelings and then a page on the back to find the facts. So it's just a daily, weekly, or however uh, opportunity to process your feelings. There's also worksheets in the in the uh, front part of the book, questions for you to process certain certain things we talked about. And so uh, get this book now. It's available on Amazon. Share with a friend. Small groups should get that. Share with your close friends. And, and, and let's go from feeling to fulfilling. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.